0: This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast.
1: And we now have a pre-recorded interview um, from the PSGDN in Fiji. In the Cook Islands, same-sex marriage remains illegal under the Crimes Act 1969. Uh, uh, Male homosexuality activity can be punishable with up to seven years' imprisonment. Prime Minister of the Cook Islands, Mark Brown, has said after the August election, a review of this crimes act will be redrafted, so there is no mention of homosexuality as a crime. We spoke with Kelly Vlavu, CEO of the Pacific Sexual and Gender Diversity Network, about the significance of this announcement and what it means for the future of LGBTQI rights in the Pacific. I started by asking, what makes this announcement any more significant than previous moves to repeal the anti-homosexuality laws in the Cook Islands?
0: Uh, We think that this is more significant because it is mentioned by the current uh, Prime Minister himself, uh, who is also contesting the next uh, elections. And if he wins, we are going to hold uh, him and his party accountable uh, to his work, so we are holding on to these words and we will of course uh, revisit him uh, should his party wins to follow up on what he had uh, mentioned and i think this is also the first time that we've heard the prime minister mention something about the current efforts that are underway in the cook islands to review the criminal code so, uh, we're taking this very seriously and we, uh, are hoping that, uh, his party will, uh, stick to, I mean, his party will stick to his words, what he had mentioned, um, before the elections and, uh, work with our affiliates in the Cook Islands to finally decriminalize, uh, LGBTQI people in the Cooks.
1: Are you concerned at all that this is just a bid to gain more votes for the upcoming election, or do you think that change is imminent in the Cook Islands regarding this?
0: Well, we welcome the PM's intentions and also the timing uh, of this in question the timing of this announcement, the PSGDM and its affiliates in the Cook Islands, the TRA Association and Pride Cook Islands have already been working with and rallying support from various stakeholders, including our parliamentary members themselves, uh, some faith-based leaders, and some traditional leaders to lobby for these legislative uh, changes. And we, of course, with our partners in the Cooks, know that change is indeed imminent. And when we hear our leaders, uh, you know, the current leader making this sort of statement, uh, out of the blue, it's sort of just cement. Uh, our drive and motivation to push uh for these uh, changes
1: under the current laws could you tell me a bit about what the reality of day-to-day life is for people of the lgbtqi plus community in the cook islands
0: yeah um in our conversations with our lgbtqi colleagues and folks in the cooks um they haven't had any they, they haven't gone through any worst uh, scenarios um, in relation to uh, you know LGBTQI people being murdered or being uh, uh, b- being discriminated or being violated. Uh, so most of them uh, continue to live their lives like any other citizen uh, in the Cooks as they go about their daily uh, life like any uh, other day. Uh, some of them are in casual or stable uh, same-sex relationships uh, with uh, no fear of being prosecuted. So for us, the question then is, why have a law that criminalizes this behavior when already it's generally accepted uh, in the Cook community?
1: Okay, so given that, why has it taken so long to decriminalize same-sex relations?
0: Yeah, that's a good uh, question because it's, I think it's more than 10 years now that um, we have been having conversations with our affiliates in the Cooks and them, of course, with government and other various stakeholders in the Cooks to try and uh, decriminalize LGBTQI people. But uh, in our uh, like reflections with our affiliates uh, in the Cooks, we believe that the resistance to change is mainly due to lack of knowledge and understanding and misconceptions around uh, people with diverse, Sexual orientation and gender identity and expression. And when they sensitize them or provide them the relevant information, it usually opens their minds and uh, hearts, you uh, know, just like with a flick of the fingers, uh, like they get enlightened uh, by some sort of hollow uh, or magic wand when they receive that uh, uh, information. So, TTRA Association and the Pride Cook Islands Are working around the clock uh, with the gatekeepers, particularly in the faith based communities and also in their traditional, um, like among their traditional leaders, um, to try and uh, provide them with the relevant uh, information and get them to understand um, why people of diverse Soji are are the way they are. And also uh, questioning, you know, their. um, like their allegiance to, you know, the Pacific way, to the Cook Island traditional way of living and the Cook Island traditional values of love, you know, accepting uh, uh, anyone who's part of your family regardless of who they are. So they are also using uh, these traditional approaches and also, you know, questioning the resistance from these gatekeepers by asking, you know, how true they are to upholding, these very strong traditional values uh, that are more familiar to them, you know, like respect, uh, love, um, caring for one another. And these things are very strong, you know, in communal communities like the Pacific communities, including the Cook Islands. So they should not um, isolate or exclude anyone or treat anyone differently just because they're different from what most of the society uh, are or what society thinks they should be. Uh, and this is why, you know, the TTR Association, Prykuk Islands and, of course, PSGDN needs a lot of resources and support from government, uh, from development partners, from donors and also from the community to assist us in our work of enlighten, enlightening the community. And basically just sharing with them our lived realities and experiences and hopefully appeal to them in a way that would change the way they treat and behave and act towards LGBTQI people.
1: Would a um, change to anti-homosexuality laws in the Cook Islands see a big impact throughout um, the Pacific?
0: Well, it would mean there's one less country for us to focus on (laughs) in terms of uh, removing those So currently, uh, seven countries in the Pacific still criminalize LGBTQI people Uh, Cook Islands, Kiribati, PNG, uh, Samoa, Solomon Islands, Tonga, and Tuvalu. So if we were to change the the laws um, uh, in the Cook Islands, we hope that, I mean, this would really motivate and inspire our affiliates in these other countries. We have uh, member affiliates of the PSGDN that are present in the other six countries. We hope that they will get uh, motivated to also uh, push and lobby for uh, legislative changes. Our sisters in Tonga in the Tonga our sisters and brothers in the Tonga ladies association are already uh, working towards uh, changing the laws. And we hope that this will be sometime soon. And Kiribati uh, through um, the support of the Netherlands government and the New Zealand government, Kiribati Cook Islands and um, Tonga, ladies and PNG in Samoa. Uh, and Samoa, and Tuvalu have also received support from the Netherlands government and the uh, New Zealand government to um, help them uh, build a movement within uh, the community, the LGBTQ community, and also with uh, allies. Uh, feminist movements the youth movements in their country to uh, then push for uh, these governments to change to change the laws so this we're hoping that you know once kukhanans is able to change their laws that it will um, motivate other countries to do the same and we are also uh, doing this within uh, we're trying to do this to do this work also within the spirit of regionalism so just last week, there were we had the Pacific Island Forum leaders here in Fiji, uh, where we were talking about the Pacific 2050 strategy, and also uh, where there was a talk. Uh, there was a lot of talk around regionalism, and uh, we often find that when it comes to issues of LGBTQI people, the countries usually want to take a individual approach uh, to it, but for other issues, they usually take a regional. Uh, approach, but for us, uh, the PSGDM, uh, which is the Regional Network of LGBTQI Organizations in the Pacific, we're wanting to do this, uh, to take a regional approach to, it and, uh, to this, and also ready support from all our partners, allies, the UN and other development partners, for us to push uh, our governments to change uh, these laws, because most of them, like I said before, they are there, but they are not enforced and uh, LGBTQ people are are in same-sex, loving, same-sex relationships, some are in casual, uh, same-sex relationships. So then why why have it as a law if it's just hanging there uselessly? And also, yes, so like I said, with the the spirit of regionalism that uh, has been promoted by our leaders, we hope that, you know, when we do come to them and ask them that now we only have seven countries, Uh, in the Pacific that still criminalize LGBTQI people. Uh, We would like to be the first region in the world, you know, uh, where people of diverse, soji or LGBTQI people can live freely, uh, exercise their full freedoms and rights, reach their full potential, live safe and become prosperous and live healthy lives. So why don't you decriminalize the LGBTQI people?